0: Hey everyone, Erica here. Today, I wanted to talk about my experience being raised in a religious cult and what it was like for me to be indoctrinated and my sense of reality and individuality stripped away. I have chosen to speak on this today because I am aware that Many people build their lives upon their beliefs, and the beliefs that we adhere to usually end up directing the course of our choices, the kinds of people we relate to or end up getting involved with, as well as how we show up in our daily lives and in our personal and professional relationships. Um, Usually I get asked how to identify whether you are in a cult. And I wanted to start off by simply saying that I have taken the necessary steps to unlearn and deprogram myself from all the stuff I was taught when I still belonged to the religious organization. And many people are becoming aware today just how toxic certain teachings can be. Now, I'm not here to argue that all religion are equally valid or that they teach the same thing. I'm not against religion either. I simply would like to detail what it was like for me and perhaps give you a little bit of courage to question your own belief systems as well so that you are 100% sure that you are the one choosing your beliefs and not somebody else. I know that there is a lot of judgment from society on people who leave cults and I think this is because most people do not understand how cults work at all. There's a very huge emphasis on mind control techniques and printed publications that they use to ensure that people comply and follow the mandates of the leaders, the religious leaders. And the thing about getting sucked into a cult is that you do not even realize you are in one once you are in. It is only when you decide to leave that you end up losing your sense of reality and who you are as a person. At least that was the case for me. So my mother was a devout um, Jehovah's Witness and she's late today, but I don't think she realized she was in a cult herself. Thankfully, I was naturally very inquisitive as a child And so something didn't feel right. When I had the opportunity to study abroad, I was able to finally do some research on my own several years after I had left the organization. But prior to leaving, my entire life was centered around some of their teachings. And so one of the biggest teachings around their doctrine was the concept of Armageddon, which signaled the end of the world. And I think this is a very popular term in Christianity. Now, I do not intend to bring up these teachings as I've done a lot of work to rid myself of them. However, I do want to illustrate just how powerful the beliefs I held onto then were, especially as um, it pertains to my emotional, mental, physical, and financial well-being. I was taught to fear the world, to live in the constant awareness of life being a temporary thing. Which, in hindsight, is true. Life is temporary, but. Also, this was used as a huge deterrent for anyone who sought to pursue their dreams or go after the things they wanted out of life. I was taught to stick to their printed publications and not do any research of my own as research outside of the organization was completely forbidden. I was also told that I needed to remain lodged within the organization and its members and not make any friends outside of it. I was asked not to pursue any careers that might have interested me at some point and to only stick to menial jobs such as cleaning, waitressing, etc. Of course, there is nothing wrong about working such jobs, but the problem lied in the fact that certain jobs were completely off the table. Like if I wanted to be a model or a singer, I was not allowed to. These are just some of the things I was made to believe about myself and my worth as a person. This just goes to show that sometimes we really need to question and assess what we are told in the name of religion because our beliefs are so powerful and they can end up directing the course of our entire lives. I wanted to be 100% open and completely honest about this because I know that there are still a lot of people in such organizations as these who truly believe that they have found the truth while completely being lied to by those hoping to take advantage of their vulnerability and their quest for some sort of salvation. So what are the signs and signals of a cult? One of the main reasons people remain in a cult is the lack of knowledge that they are in one and are usually unable to tell the difference between a real worship community versus a cult. So I wanted to provide a few tips for anyone who might be listening and is wondering whether they or their loved one is in one. So the first sign you wanna look out for is a leader that is accountable to no one else but himself or herself. And you know that feeling that you get when you see something is wrong and nobody does anything about it. So people are instead encouraged to be quiet or face repercussion. Are you able to criticize the leader? If he or she can do no wrong, you might be in a cult. If you are asked to sign some sort of a waiver, something must be wrong. Because the exclusivity makes the people in the group feel like they are in for something really special. And this ends up making them feel elite as not everybody is able to join the organization. So at the heart of it is a way to generate a lot of money. And when it comes to the repercussions of actually deciding to leave a cult, usually there is this huge fear of the unknown, the overwhelming fear that I felt. And lived with was paralyzing and cataclysmic and the truth is these cults use a level of mind control that is so incredibly dangerous. It took me several years to rediscover myself and deprogram my mind from all the learnings and teachings that took place while I was still inside the organization. Beliefs operate on an unconscious level. Our thoughts and opinions and worldviews appear in the subconscious level. Another repercussion people experience is shunning from friends to family members and disassociation from rejoining the organization. If somehow you end up feeling lost, and out of place in the world. I think this is a way of discouraging members from ever considering leaving at all, knowing that they may never be reinstated or may be shamed in front of large groups of people. And survivor's guilt is also a thing that you experience because once you happen to leave your family members behind, you end up feeling like you did something wrong when in actuality, being in the organization and stripped away from your independent will and ability to choose is the real problem. As I stated, I'm not against religion. I think that certain religious practices are beautiful and can be used as a means to connect with the divine and to build spiritual strength and stamina. However, it is also important that we are completely honest with ourselves when it comes to the truth about why we believe what we believe. You know, when I was still back there, I completely ignored my intuition. Part of the indoctrination process is that it shuts you down and molds you, making you conform and comply. And if you don't, the punishments are there. So I guess part of it for me was that I completely failed to see these red flags while I was in. It wasn't until I had the courage to question some of these values they held that The domino effect really took place and caused me to stop and run the other way. So when it comes to how we choose to define ourselves, many people do define themselves by some of their behavioral patterns and beliefs, their preferences and likes. And sometimes it's also very easy to say that we don't have a choice in this, but we do. Because the second that we no longer have a choice is the second that we are stepping into this place of disempowerment and irresponsibility. It doesn't really matter what we believe. We do need to be bold enough to claim and really own the decisions and the choices that we make Whether it is choosing to believe a certain set of beliefs or choosing to conform to a certain set of religious practices, sexual orientation, career, lifestyle, whatever. The second that we are not choosing is the second that we are putting on the victim hat. And this will never lead us anywhere empowering. Self discovery really is a lifetime process. Through my own healing journey, I have chosen to own my imperfections because the second I own them, I overcame them. When we own all of our flaws and imperfections in life, we can start moving beyond many people who choose not to move forward in life because they take their flaws or imperfections as labels and assign them onto themselves and decide that there is nowhere else to go. Some of the questions we really want to get good at asking ourselves in establishing our own identity is what do I do for a living? What do I choose to believe? What way do I swing? What is my orientation? What do I like? What do I dislike? You want to be very clear on who you are. You want to be crystal clear that you are choosing your lifestyle choices and choosing to believe what you believe and act and conduct yourself in the way in which you are. No one is making you do anything. You are 100% responsible for how you show up for who you want to become and what you do and believe in life we definitely want to make sure that we are defining ourselves in positive, helpful ways because we do not need to define ourselves in any other way. If how we are defining ourselves is not serving us or building us up, we have to be willing to modify and change how it is that we are defining ourselves. The truth is that opinions are nothing more than a medium between truth and complete ignorance. It is a fear listened to people throughout society and our emotions, they tend to be the results of the caliber and quality of our thinking. Our beliefs can also be quite inaccurate and unhelpful at times. If we are not grounded and secure within ourselves, there is a chance that we might end up believing some unhelpful things about ourselves it is absolutely critical that we become established and grounded in truth all the time. Because when we are not grounded and established in truth, we are likely to base our decisions upon the whims of our emotions and or our own naiveté and ignorance, such as assumptions and opinions. The belief modification process is about simply tuning into your environment, your behavior, your capabilities, your beliefs and values, your identity, and your purpose. You know, most people don't really change in life until their desire to change becomes greater than their desire to remain the same with a compelling vision for your future, it'll be easier to continue to make the changes that you need to make to get away from where you are at in the present state and closer to where you wanna be in the desired state. We self-manage ourselves as we become more self-aware. When we become more self-aware, especially of the part that we are playing In the demise of our own life, we can then start adapting on the just thing and changing automatically. My favorite quote from Gandhi says, our beliefs become our thoughts. Our thoughts become our words. Our words become our habits. Our habits become our values. Our values become our destiny.